0: sound, rhythm, vibration, words, powerful rulers of our lives. We take these things for granted, using them, responding to them, creating them anew each day. We are the subjects of rhythm upon rhythm, endlessly interweaving the fabric of experience. From the first cries of a newborn child to the harmonies of a symphony, we are immersed in an infinite web of communication, Anadeya Judith. So here we are, chakra five, Vishuddha chakra, the throat chakra. This is a center for communication, for purification and truth, creativity Resonance and telepathy. In this chakra, we are going to look at sound and vibration. The element associated with this chakra is ether, and the celestial body governing this chakra is mercury. The gland associated with the throat chakra is the thyroid. And the body parts connected to it are the neck, shoulders, arms, and hands. The bija, the seed sound or harmonizing sound is hum, 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 hum. And the resonant or clearing sound is ee, as in feel, ee. Hello and welcome to the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Liz Nerland, and it is my mission to unite the healing arts and modern scientific understanding to bring you practices that will revolutionize your life. I bring you soulful meditations, love notes, visualizations, insights, interviews, and workshop recordings to uplift, inspire, and lead you through your own personal metamorphosis let's dive in. Hello, sweet ones, and welcome back to this chakra exploration. Today, we are going to look at the Vishuddha chakra, the throat chakra. So moving into this fifth chakra, the Vishuddha, we begin to move into the very subtle energetic realms. So we are now entering the top three chakras, which share the theme of unity, and they lack the boundaries and separateness that characterize the lower chakras. The element associated with this chakra is ether, which represents the world of vibration. The ethereal realm is associated with spirit the vibration of life inside of you and all around you. Meaning purification, the Vishuddha Chakra requires mental and physical purification to sense into this very subtle field. And in working with this energy center through sound, mantra, breathing practices, We purify our minds and bodies to further enhance our abilities to sense into the less dense planes of existence. The Vishuddha chakra is our center of communication. Communication is so integral to our lives, we can easily take it for granted Our ability to communicate our vision and inspiration and ideas to others is an important step in manifestation. The insights and inspiration gained through our connection to the subtle realms of spirit can only begin to be brought into the world if we can communicate them effectively. The throat chakra is a medium that supports the transition of ideas into reality. It mediates between what is abstract, so these concepts or inspirations that we get through our mind, and what is concrete, so the actual manifestation in the physical world. The throat chakra is something that mediates this movement between the abstract and the concrete. As such, our communication both shapes our reality and creates our future. Now, communication is a powerful means by which we direct our conscious awareness. The conversations we have, the things we read, the music and podcasts we listen to, all of these things leave an imprint in our minds and they all carry the potential to shift our perception. The simple process of asking a single question can redirect our entire focus and lead us to profound new insights. The well-worn tracks of our minds, the ideas we visit over and over again, shape our perception of reality. And these habitual thoughts are often wired into us through beliefs we adopted as children. The beliefs we adopted as children often come from what our parents communicated to us about the world. The communication between parent and child literally programs and primes the brain to experience the world in certain ways. Now, possibly the most magical aspect of communication is that it transcends time and space. So the ideas we communicate do not fall subject to the limitations of time and space that restrict our physical bodies. For example, if someone communicates their ideas in an online post, those ideas can be spread across the world in a matter of moments. The idea does not stop there because each new person exposed to the information can then communicate the same ideas in their circles through words and writing. Ideas shared and effectively communicated transcend time. They continue to circulate throughout humanity long after the person who has shared the idea has even died. So think Shakespeare, for example. Now, when we think about communication... Often we think first of speech and interpersonal communication, but communication extends beyond the sharing of ideas among people. Inside of you exists an incredible high speed internet. The cells, and even the organelles within the cells, and the atoms within the organelles within the cells, have extensive communication pathways mapped out. The cells and smaller structures within the cell must be able to communicate in order to support the continued existence of your physical body. Your nervous system and endocrine system are the main pathways of communication within your own being. Now, I'm going to share a quote with you, and this is going to start getting a little bit more abstract because remember, we are working into subtler realms, so things are going to feel a little bit less concrete from here on out. Um, But I think this is so beautiful. So this is a quote by, I don't know how to pronounce this name, but Fritjof Kapra. And he says, all things are aggregations of atoms that dance and by their movements produce sound. When the rhythm of the dance changes, the sound it produces also changes Each atom perpetually sings its song and the sound at every moment creates dense and subtle forms. So we're getting to a point where we're starting to explore that all levels of existence communicate and exist as vibration. Um, And with this quote, we're starting to look at sound as a vibration and that atoms even on a very tiny scale, their vibration actually emits a sound. Now, sound is a vibration that is easily understood by us because without any purification practices, most of us have been blessed with ears that can simply hear the vibration of sound waves. Light exists as vibration too, which is why we can distinguish different colors Vibration is the essential nature of life. And interestingly, both Hindu and Christian religions have references to the origins of life stemming from divine sound. So in a Hindu scripture, you will see this written as "Om." The whole world is in that syllable of "Om," And in Christian scripture, you will read it as In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we can see at the level of existence, there has always been this focus on sound and vibration. Now, sound vibration has the power to move matter into a state of coherence and resonance. All sound exists as waveforms each vibrating at a particular frequency. Rhythm entrainment, or resonance, happens when two similar waveforms synchronize and amplify each other, creating a new wave with the same frequency, but increased amplitude, resulting in higher volume and more energy. There is more power and depth when two waves resonate than either of the initial waves carried on its own. Now, entrainment can also happen when a single sound wave begins to bring vibration into a resting source. So let's circle this back because you might be getting to a point where you're like, how, wait, what? What does this have to do with my throat? (laughs) So how does entrainment of waveforms affect humans? We are vibratory bodies, and we move into resonance with the people and things around us. People within a household start to mirror each other's habitual emotions and patterns. Some couples even start to look more alike over time. A strong charge from one person can disrupt another who is neutral or at rest. Imagine someone in a state of rage. It doesn't take long before the entire household starts to feel that vibration inside themselves. Likewise, an infant that is laughing hysterically and uncontrollably is infectious and elevating. It doesn't take long until the whole house is in stitches. Now, the importance of our mindfulness practices, things like yoga, meditation, breath work, these become more important when we begin to see The vibration that we create within our own being will affect not just our own wellness, but it will ripple out in a physical, measurable way to affect everyone we encounter. Everything exists as vibration, from thoughts to sound to physical entities. Everything in existence vibrates, and every vibration acts on the vibrations around it while we do perceive information in this plane, we also affect change in this plane with every thought, with every word, with every action we take. The total sum of vibration within a system creates what is called an etheric blueprint. Um, So in other words, within any single system, whether it is a human, it is an animal, it is a plant, it is a thought, it is whatever it is. Everything has its own vibration that acts on the vibration of everything else within that system. Some vibrations will cancel each other out. Others will increase and amplify one another. Now, the sum total vibration is what we see as the totality of the system's vibration. So for instance, in a human We can feel or read their vibe or this ethereal blueprint often without speaking to them. We can sense if they are energized, angry, depressed, or serene simply by being in their presence. The same is true of a physical space. You can feel the vibe or the ethereal blueprint of a space that has been blessed and filled with love. Just like you can feel when you walk into a space where people have been fighting, the vibration is literally palpable. And if you are a Reiki master or some sort of um, body worker, same thing. When someone is on your table, when you really tune in, you can actually read this ethereal blueprint. It's the overall sum of all the vibrations working within that system of that human. And so you can actually take like a pulse of their energy and you can read it, you can feel it, it is palpable. So as we start to tune in to the fifth chakra, as we start to harmonize the center, we actually become more attuned to the vibrations of life both the gross vibrations, the obvious, the really palpable in-your-face vibrations, and also the really subtle vibrations. So as our sensitivity to reading and sensing subtle vibrations around us um, develops, we can actually begin to respond to tone and energy even more than words spoken. So again, as a Reiki practitioner, Someone might come in and say, I'm having a great time, everything's good, I'm fine. You get them on your table and you're like, wow, I can read this energy and it is telling me more about the truth of their state than their words spoken. So while words can be crafted to be deceiving, the undercurrent of energy that marks deceit, this is harder to conceal. Anadea Judith says, What many of us lack in our lives is resonant rhythm, the integrating aspect that connects us from the very core of our being to the heartbeat of the universe. Consequently, we are at odds within the world and within ourselves. We lack coordination, cohesiveness, and grace. Coherence in the vibratory patterns of the mind, body, and spirit are essential. Our spirit tunes us into our place within the vast interconnectedness of life. This is the field in which we can tap into our dharma, where we come to understand how our unique gifts and abilities can be used in service of the greatest good, But to know this information is not enough. We have to align the pulsation of our purpose with the patterns of our mind. We need coherence in mind and body. Are we thinking and believing in ways that are aligned with our greatest purpose? Or do we undermine ourselves with limiting beliefs that keep us small? From there, we must funnel our highest calling into alignment with our thoughts and beliefs and mobilize the physical body to take action. We need coherence on all levels. And once the rhythms of the body, mind, and spirit are aligned, our power becomes concentrated it is very common to see people who do not have this coherence. So often we see people that are lower chakra dominant, so they're very focused on ego, they're very driven, they're very focused on uh, surviving, conquering, achieving, and it's all very uh, this like myopic, sort of short-sighted, tunnel vision focused on themselves kind of drive. And so these people um, they may have coherence in their mind and body of like, oh, here's what I want to do and I'm going to take action. I'm going to do that. But they're actually maybe disconnected from their dharma, uh, from their sacred purpose, from the way that they are designed to really serve humanity. They may be cut off from that. And so that will create um, some imbalances for sure and some discomfort in their own life and in their own body. And it is also extremely common to see people who have these beautiful, expansive visions. They know what they want to do to help humanity. They have all of these ideas and inspiration, but they're not able to communicate it effectively. They're not able to actually map out a plan which requires some containment, some boundaries, uh, and discipline to actually do what is needed to be done to take this inspiration and make it into something concrete, to, to bring it into manifestation. So we have to align all three, body, mind, and spirit, this connection to something greater, if we really want to concentrate our power, because then we have our body working in alignment with our thoughts and beliefs, and it is all guided by spirit, by your sacred purpose. When you align all three, your power is really concentrated. It is extreme. It is potent. So this is where we need to bring all of these aspects into coherence to really tap into our power. Now let's discuss mantras, chanting. Um, Mantras are one of the best practices to harmonize the throat chakra. Now I'll share with you a reading from Anadeya Judith's book, Wheels of Life, She says, the word mantra comes from man, meaning mind, and tra, meaning protection or instrument. Thus, a mantra is a tool for protecting our minds from the traps of non-productive cycles of thought and action. Mantras serve as a focusing device for making the mind one-pointed and calm. The vibration of the mantra has been likened to the vibration for someone shaking your shoulders to wake you up from sleep. A mantra is designed to awaken the mind from its habitual sleep of ignorance. Now, another story that I like to share about mantras is to imagine an elephant walking through a marketplace. Now, if... If you're just leading an elephant through a marketplace, it is going to sway its trunk from side to side. It's going to be knocking things over, causing immense um, just a hullabaloo. <laughs> Who says hullabaloo? Anyway, uh, right. So it's just wreaking havoc in the marketplace. Now, if you give an elephant a stick of bamboo to carry in its trunk and then lead that same elephant through the marketplace it actually will not upturn anything because it has been given something to carry. And so likewise, our mantras give the mind something to focus on, give the mind something to carry so that it is not swaying side to side and jumping from thing to thing and causing hullabaloo in your brain. So mantras are a really powerful tool to focus the mind so it's not running wild. The other piece with mantra is that, again, when you are audibly repeating a mantra, you are creating sound, the sound vibration. And so, something like a Sanskrit mantra, or, or if it was a Hebrew mantra, uh, these languages are said to be vibrational languages, which means that the meaning of the word is more encapsulated by the actual vibration of the word than like the dictionary meaning of the word. So these vibrational languages, when you work with a mantra from one of these uh, languages, the actual vibration is medicine. It is something that will help to entrain your cells within your body. Now, the bija or seed sound that is associated with each chakra is is said to be a symbolic representation of the energy pattern that underlies each center. So as we've been going through, I've been sharing that each chakra has a different seed sound. And again, this is said to be symbolic of the energy pattern within each chakra. So chanting the seed sound will bring you into resonance with the essence of that energy center with practice, you can use the specific chakra bija sounds to harmonize the center, adjusting it as needed to create harmony. The chakras each have their own unique vibration. The lower chakras have a slower vibration, while the upper chakras vibrate faster we can activate different chakras by altering our own vibrational rhythm through the foods we eat, the activities we engage in, the pace we move at, and the thoughts we think. So when we move slower, we are opening the first chakra. Higher, uh, more intense movement would stimulate the third chakra. But as we transcend these lower chakras, we are more affected um, not by moving the body faster, but by supporting the brain in processing higher frequencies. So we want to train the brain through things like meditation, mantra, and breathwork practices. We train the brain to increase sensitivity to the higher and subtler vibrations so it becomes more about focusing the mind to tune in to these high vibrations that are typically beyond what we perceive so this leads us into what many people would consider a bit of a superpower um, telepathy telepathy is the ability to communicate across time and space By means that are beyond the five senses, telepathy is a fifth chakra phenomenon. It is the sensing of subtle vibrations that allows us to hear what is all around us. Most of us live with a mind full of monkey chatter, and just as it is difficult to hear someone whisper a secret in a noisy party room, It is difficult to hear subtle vibrations in a head full of noise. Anadea Judas says telepathy could be defined as the art of hearing the whispers of another's mind. But our mind has to be quiet if we are going to hear these whispers. So when we start to still our bodies, minds, and internal chatter, we become more sensitive to the most subtle vibrations of life. Now, we live in a time where it is simple, easy and effective to send messages through space in just seconds with the push of a button. However, anytime we communicate verbally or in writing, we're actually downgrading the essence of consciousness or the essence of the idea that we're trying to communicate about. When we conceive of a concept through our higher centers, so we receive an inspiration, a thought, an idea, we have to actually translate it into symbols or words in order to communicate the concept to someone else. And then the receiver of our communication must then use words or symbols to translate our message into a conscious concept in their own mind. So sometimes messages are lost in translation through an inability of someone to accurately express an idea because the receiver taking in the idea through a different lens than someone else may misinterpret the message. Thus, telepathy is actually a superior form of communication in that it moves messages directly from the consciousness of one being into the consciousness of another the message is delivered in wholeness it, it, it doesn't have to be broken down so while very few people are adept at telepathy all of us have had fleeting moments of it so when you and a friend say the exact same thing at the exact same time or maybe you've had an intuitive hit when a loved one is in pain or in danger so you this is not brand new You have tuned into your own telepathy at times. Here's a reading from Annadea Judith's book, Wheels of Life. She says, if we accept the ether as a connective field of gross and subtle vibrations, then communication occurs through a perceptible alteration in that field. Telepathic communication is merely a subtler alteration, perceptible only when the grosser vibrations are quieted. Whether we are initiators or receivers, there is little doubt that there exists some medium through which we can tap into a realm where the vibration of minds converge. Through the refinement of our chakras and attention to the vibrational world that surrounds and creates us, we can gain access to this unifying level of consciousness, As we approach the upper chakras, we approach a universality of mind transcending the physical limitations of time and space that keep us separate. We need not create it. We need only to quiet our minds and listen. It is already there and we are already playing part in it. We just have to choose to make that part conscious. So again, that's Anadeya Judith. So let's look at applied chakra five work. So when the Vishuddha chakra is in balance, one often experience coherence in mind, body, and spirit. They experience creativity so they're really able to merge inspiration from the divine realms and energy from the first three chakras to create to bring this creativity into fruition in the world they experience a deep sense of truth and they're able to clearly communicate they have a strong ability to frame ideas with words to convey a message uh, these people also may begin to develop the gift of telepathy. Now, when the Vishuddha chakra is blocked in such a way that the energy is excessive, it often manifests as the following. Talking too much, gossiping, they're very loud, and they often have an incoherence in thoughts, words, and actions. Um, there's a disconnect between what they're saying, what they're thinking, what they're actually here to do, their sacred purpose. So there's some disconnect going on. And typically if the energy is excessive through the throat chakra, um, you may find that the lower chakras are quieter and it's like they have all this inspirational energy information and energy coming through the upper chakras but they haven't uh, really grounded and established their right to be here the work of the lower chakras and so they have difficulty communicating their ideas and actually bringing it to life in the physical world Uh, on a physical level they may experience frequent sore throats they may have issues with the neck with the shoulders with the ears now suggested balancing practices Uh, Mantra. Mantra, mantra, mantra. So good for heart chakra. Also essential for harmonizing throat chakra. Um, Also suggested for these people to take periods of conscious silence to practice not speaking so much. Uh, Meditation is a powerful practice for them. So anything that can help to focus their mind on a single point and reflecting on their true intentions and on the messages that they want to communicate. So really reflecting, taking that pause, creating a container for their their messages, for their thoughts, so that when they express themselves, it is clear, it is concise, it is well communicated and well received. And also important for these people to refrain from gossip. Now, flip side, when the Vishuddha chakra is blocked in such a way that the energy is deficient, it often manifests as a very soft voice, as a constriction in communication. So through the throat chakra, it feels constricted. They may have an inability to express their needs, maybe even to to really acknowledge their needs, let alone communicate them. Uh, These people will often have a collapsed, like collapsed shoulders and a drooping head. Um, And again, same thing, they would be more prone to sore throats, issues with neck, shoulders, and ears. Suggested balancing practices for a deficient fifth chakra, uh, mantra, singing, any sort of sound work. We really want to amplify the energy through the throat for them. Um, Drumming with mantra might be really powerful for them. Journaling to get really clear on their needs, on their thoughts, on their feelings. Yoga practices to open up and strengthen the neck and the shoulders. And they may even want some coaching on assertiveness and speaking their truth, their needs, or to read books um, that that really help empower them. To join in community, in relationship with people that really affirm them and help them find their voice would be really beneficial. So that is a brief overview of the Vishuddha Chakra, the throat. Um, and this is kind of our launch point into the upper chakras. So chakras five, six, and seven, we are, again, going to be just getting subtler and subtler in, in the energy. So it's going to be less perceptible, less physical. Um, and we're going to be tuning into these. You know, we have to purify our own beings. We have to strengthen the mind, strengthen the focus, and purify the body and mind so that we can actually perceive these really subtle realms. All right, I hope this was helpful, sweet ones, and we will catch you for Chakra 6, Ajna Chakra. Namaste.